People of the world, hello and welcome to the Brothers Talk with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm, where our purpose is a simple one. Tune into our weekly podcast each Friday, wherever you listen to your favorite programs or on this website to hear us, three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice as the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. To reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions, we're at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, the Facebook group of the same name, and if you care to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Also, stay tuned for details about our upcoming news and perspective show on Millennium TV's M24 streaming news station. And we're back. And as always, thank you for joining us for this week's edition of the podcast. And we appreciate all of you for your time, your comments, and for spreading the word about what we're doing with our main emphasis on Black economic empowerment while the pandemic continues to inflict disaster in our communities, both health and business-wise. By now, we're all too aware of the devastating effects that COVID-19 is having on all aspects of the Black community and especially health business, employment, food, and housing. Once again, the disparities of racism are magnified by this crisis, and we have to do everything we can to be the village that lifts up our own. Find those Black businesses, banks, doctors, lawyers, teachers, accountants, construction companies, consultants, handymen, barbers, beauticians, restaurants, and houses of worship, and the list goes on. My brothers and sisters, the reason I listed so many is to remind us all that everything we need to survive can be found in our community. We can, by God's grace, be the answers to our own prayers. Search them out online and look them up on Facebook and our groups with some 4,000 members, hashtag Black Dollars Matter and relaunching Black Wall Street nationwide. And of course, you can always just converse with us in the Brothers Talk group, where we offer a platform for critical thinking about issues related to the Black community. Before we get started, let's also talk a little bit about the vaccine. And let's be clear, Black people have lots of reasons, probably more than any other group, with the possible exception of First Nation people, to distrust the American medical system. There are way too many stories about the horrors of medical experimentation and research being conducted on us. But here are the main differences as I see it. One, the deadly pandemic is affecting everyone and therefore the vaccine is for everyone. Two, this vaccine has been under development for almost 20 years and despite the Operation Warp Speed nonsense that made it seem like it was conceived and brought to market in under a year, that just wasn't the case. And three, thousands of scientists and doctors are still working on it, including many who look like us. So when our turn comes, folks, we simply have to weigh the question. Is the gamble not to take the medicine a good bet against the disease that is on track to kill well over half a million of our friends and neighbors? So the decision is yours. But as for me, I believe when the time comes, I certainly have to take it as the risk is just too great. We also want to give our weekly reminder that Chef Dion Kakuta and his organization, Disabled Combat Veterans Youth Program, who are continuing to fight the good fight against hunger, by literally feeding thousands of families, and they're doing it entirely through donations and all volunteers. Check them out at dcvyp.org. That's D for disabled, C for combat, V for veterans, Y for youth, P for program.org. 
Go to dcbyp.org and give what you can. You will be blessed that you did. And now here are Scott and Norm. Hey, family. Uh, I want to kind of follow up a little bit on something Rod said about prayer. I've been giving a lot of thought to what happened here over the past couple of weeks and just reflecting on it. And I'm asking everybody to uh, this Friday, the 28th at 8 p.m., stop what you're doing. Let's have a join together and have a group prayer. Ask your family, friends, neighbors, whether they're black, white, Asian, Hispanic, or whatever they are to join us because we're in trouble. I mean, look at what happened. We came dangerously close to becoming a dictatorship to one of the worst possible families that could, could have been a dictatorship. Imagine what that would have, would have meant for black people. Just think about you and your family with Donald Trump and his family as a dictator in this country. So what I'm saying is I think we need to ask God and the universe as a collective force to heal this country because right now we're in trouble and people have their heads in the sand and they're not paying attention to what's going on. And as usual, bye black. Uh, thank you for that, Scott. And I, I think um, that's a, that's a great idea and a great concept. And I, and I agree with you hundred percent that, you know, too many of us have our heads in the sand. We've elected a new president. We have Biden in office now. And we put him there. I heard a lot of people talking about keeping him, you know, up to his word and making him keep his, you know, his promises to our community. And I see very little of that at this point. I see the people that he's put in place around him and the policies that he's put forth so far. They do not include us. We are not being given what we are owed from this administration. And I know it's early, but let's just keep him on track. All right. And that is our platform for the week. As usual, you know, we like to make sure that we give you something to chew on for the rest of the week. So uh, let's transition to our guest this week, who is Christopher Terry, a military veteran, consultant and advisor with over a decade of experience consulting with veteran and minority and women owned businesses around the country on government contract alignment. He served as a trustee and commissioner in the city of Southfield, Michigan. The mayor there appointed him commissioner of administrative civil service and trustee on the Southfield Employee Retirement System Board. Chris, welcome to the podcast. And you're here with us today in your role as owner partner in Embassy International. That's spelled E-M-B as in boy, A-C-C-I. That's Embassy International, and you can be found at embassy.com. So again, welcome to the Brothers Talk, and please greet our listeners and let them know more about you and your company. Yeah, well, well thank you. Thank you again, gentlemen. It's a pleasure to come on and uh, enjoy the show. I think it's a well-needed um, platform around the country. So thanks again for welcoming me here. Uh, yeah, like you mentioned, my name is Chris Terry, uh, uh, Embassy International which is a what we call uh, beauty at your fingertips. And we are a cosmetic, skincare, and makeup company. And as you know, the beauty business is a uh, billion dollar a year just in the United States alone. And we're not going to talk about worldwide. But with Embassy, the concept came up because with Embassy, it pretty much signifies the home of the ambassador. And uh, but we refer it as a residence of beauty. 
in terms of embassy because we spell it with a different variation. Uh, the concept came up while I was in Washington, D.C., and uh, I was attending a military ball. And when I was attending that ball, the young lady who was going with me, she didn't have time to get her makeup done. So, you know, I kind of was going in my head. And, you know, so I went to what they call the Mac counter. So I went to the Mac counter as one of the estheticians. Could she come over and do her makeup for her that day? And that's where I came up with the concept. And it was more like an on-demand makeup service where the, uh, you download the app, the makeup artist shows up at your hotel. Because the one thing about in D.C. is that you have women from all over the world that come in for business, uh, come in for um, uh, conferences, the whole nine yards. So as they're coming in and out, it's hard for them to prepare for those evening balls and things of that nature. But we were basically contracting through the concierge services. So that's how the uh, embassy came into play. But we had to do a variation with COVID. So we basically altered, we pivoted, and we went more towards the um, the cosmetic aspect of it. So with that, we developed a product. Our product is called Quezil, Q-E-S-I-L, Quezil. Quezil is an, an organic, basically what we call organic application for women and men as far as putting on your skin, as far as being all natural as a 20-minute mask to basically take care of what we call uh, hyperpigmentation, uh, scars, the whole nine yards, especially for people of color. So with this product, it comes from the country of Ethiopia. So we've partnered with, my partners are in Ethiopia now. So with that product, it comes from a tree called the gob tree, G-O-B, gob tree. This product has been used by women in Somalia, Sudan, Ethiopia, and other parts of East and North Africa for, for basically for decades now. So what we've done is basically formulated that and turned that into that product that they're using. And we're introducing the product Quasil to the U.S., Canada and South America. So my partner who couldn't be on today, uh, but her name is Maya Zazamlin, and she's the creation behind the product coming from Ethiopia. So it's a pretty simple product. And we're going to really be pushing that because even dealing with COVID, women, the thing about beauty, women are spending money more so on skincare than makeup during the pandemic. So a lot of women aren't using makeup like they usually do to go to work and things of that nature. So with the mask, as far as having that natural beauty, detoxifying your skin, making your skin healthier and using a hundred percent organic product, that's the key because there's no chemicals that will burn your skin in the whole nine yards. And by coming from Sudan and uh, Somalia and Ethiopia, Ethiopia have some of the most beautiful women in the world based on how they take care of their skin. And we thought that that variation would be very, very important. So that's kind of where we at now. And the product will be coming out spring 2021. We're excited about it. We're going to be partnering with beauty schools across the country, Oveda and other schools as far as getting the product out there, uh, beauty salons, things of that nature, but also with the website 
at embassy.com, we have contact forms where we will be sending out samples, the one application samples to individuals across the country. So we're very excited about it. But the biggest thing I want to mention is as far as supporting black owned businesses. And one thing that I learned from our brothers and sisters over in Africa, as far as import export, how that works, the significance of black businesses being a part of importing and exporting, because we don't tap into that field. But by me working in government, working in contracting, I have that experience. So we've incorporated the import export licensing. So we will be showing people how we will be importing the product. If you want to import your product, uh, people going to China, instead of cutting out the middleman, go to China yourself and deal with the import-export to bring whatever supplies and things that you may need uh, for your business in the beauty industry. So that that's it. That's it in a nutshell. Wow, that's really intriguing and uh, does sound exciting. Uh, tell us a little bit about your interaction with uh, some of the governmental agencies like the FDA, FTC, et cetera. What challenges did you face there and uh, what was that experience like? Okay, well, you know, uh, by working in contracting uh, and procurement in general, as I'm dealing with individuals, because there's a thing uh, where we look at domestic and international, okay? So when you're dealing with more domestic as far as in contracting, you don't deal with some of the regulations are pretty, pretty not as strict, but as far as international government and contracting, as far as going through customs and things of that nature, because for this particular product, we had to go through three phases. The first phase is getting an import export license. The next phase is when you're transporting money and it's being converted over into the Ethiopian dollar. It's basically converted. Basically, you have to get a permit, what we call a money permit. So those things were challenging as well, and also dealing with the farmers and the distributors. So that was a challenge, but it was a, a, a good one-year challenge to understand how that works. Uh, because I have a good friend from uh, uh, Lagos, Nigeria. He does import-export automobiles, and he was an executive at Ford Motor Company, but his education taught him how to go through those channels. So, you know, those are some of the challenges. Those are great challenges. But I do advise more and more of our people to do business globally. Do not go from doorstep to doorstep. There's over 300 to 400 black uh, black owned banks in the country. So I tell people, if you have an account with the black owned bank, uh, an account with a black owned credit union, find out how they are doing business globally as well. And, and I think that we missed the point, whether we're doing it in Mexico whether we're doing it in Canada or whether we're doing it in uh, Africa, doesn't matter. You know, I've spent a lot of time over in Canada, over in Toronto. I've dealt with a lot of import, dealing with the, uh, the Canadian market. And it's a lot easier than people can imagine. You know, I have good friends over in Cancun, Mexico. It, it's, it's not that difficult, but we can't just focus on our own neighborhoods when it comes to expanding educationally, globally, and deal with a more integrated entrepreneurship environment. It has to be an integrated environment when it comes to Black people, because Black people aren't just in the United States. you got Black people all over the world. So, Chris, in terms of your export and the product to or from another country, I, I see where you have an advantage in that you have a, a connection there. You have a friend there. So what do you think a person who there are no connections there, they don't have a friend, 
they got a product that they want to sell there or they want to export there. What are the challenges there? What are the chances of being successful in doing that? Because I've heard a lot about, you know, you have to have someone there on the ground that you trust in any other country because of their laws and, and you got a pay-to-play type deal over in some countries. Right. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, what we did also was we provided, and I wouldn't say, I don't want to use the word, I don't want to use it loosely as far as the word jobs, but when you build relationships and you are providing jobs to other countries, just like we're providing jobs for individuals in the small villages uh, between Ethiopia and Eritrea. Okay, reach you. So, you know, you have to be able to just build those relationships as you're dealing with the distributors first. And then once you do that, but as far as the technical part, uh, the licensing part is pretty generalized. But as far as getting it over, building those relationships, you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. I know that you all have heard of uh, the Bonner Brothers show down in Atlanta, you know, mm-hmm. where they have people from all over the world come in. And the thing, and the thing is, is that that's a black owned business. They've been that for years because from their father. But the thing is, is that they've allowed those individuals coming in from Korea, from China to take part in that because that billion dollar industry of black women with hair weaves and the whole nine yards, that's that's big business, you know. But we have to reverse that because we we don't even you can't even count on your hand the number of black owned beauty supply stores. You you can't, you just can't. I'm talking about legitimate distribution right. license where they're doing business with Korea, you know. And uh, so those are some of the things that we got to get past. Yeah, but but for, to answer your question, it is about building those relationships and understanding how banking works. You know, when you are, it, it could be as simple as when you're doing a global money transfer from Chase Bank to the United Bank uh, in Africa. It's, you know, just learning those little steps first, you know, understand how banking works. And I have a question regarding your your partnership in Africa. And I think it's actually a beautiful thing to see businesses, black businesses, you know, um, in different countries um, creating these partnerships and being able to actually, you know, produce commerce in our communities on both continents. How did you find this part? How did you find your partner? And, and, And what kind of advice would you give to people trying to do something like that? Okay, well, like anything else, how we deal with social media, because the world has gotten smaller. Okay, so if if the partnership, because the same person that's buying product, whether it's clothing from the U.S., Nike or whatever the case may be, this youth movement, uh, as far as this generation is more closer to that global market. So all of my friends in Ethiopia, we have a community. Okay, so I found it through the community. So my business partner, we've been together almost two years now, and she basically introduced me to that side of things. And I introduced her to this side of things. But every community has a space in the United States. As you know, D.C., Minnesota and Atlanta, D.C. has the highest population of Ethiopians than any place in the world. Okay, besides Ethiopia. So I was able to develop my relationships in D.C. first and then it cultivated overseas. And uh, so it kind of went in that manner, you know. So in just the little things, I, you know, learned how to speak Amharic and, you know, all the kind of the little things you just want to do to cultivate yourself. And I have a gentleman who travels to China four times a month to bring product back to the beauty salons. So he cuts out the middleman. 
Okay. He goes to China, but everybody pays him to go to China. Like if the four of us paid, the three of us paid uh, Mr. Scott, uh, his flight, his hotel to go over to China, get the product, bring it back, and we can sell directly to our community. Those are the things that we need to be doing, but we got to get, we got to convince three people to pay Mr. Scott's plane ticket, hotel, to go to China, to go to Tokyo, to go to Japan. You know, those are things that we have to start doing, you know, because we will pay a thousand dollars to go to Vegas and spend money, but we won't pay $600 to focus on how we're going to get product into our communities. All right. Well, that's it for another edition of the Brothers Talk. We want to thank our guest, Chris Terry, for coming into the mix with us and for sharing about his new venture, Embassy International. And so for our positive Black business experience of the week, we want to feature Embassy International. And remember that you can find them at E-M-B as in boy, A-C-C-I dot com, embassy dot com to find out more about Kaisal and about Chris and Maya. So we invite you to look them up and to follow their lead. It's been a really exciting conversation that we've had with them. And so we once again remind you that you can follow us at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and the Facebook group of the same name. And as always, of course, if you want to go long form, it's thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. So we appreciate your time and your continued uh, support and even the comments that help us to get better. So until next time, remember, let's do better today because that's all we really have.